Hello and welcome to episode 317 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you today. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Sunday, October the 2nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing to check out the text, The Glories of Mary, by the great saint and doctor of the church, Alphonsus Liguri. This is from his section entitled, Various Practices of Devotion in honor of the Divine Mother. This is the fifth devotion entitled, A Visiting the Images of Mary. Father Signeri says that the devil did not know how to repair his losses in the overthrow of idolatry better than by attacking sacred images through the instrumentality of heretics. But the Holy Church has defended them even with the blood of martyrs, and the Divine Mother has shown by prodigies How pleasing to her are the visits paid to her images. St. John Damason had his hand cut off for having defended, by his writings, the images of Mary. But his sovereign lady miraculously restored it to him. Father Spinelli relates that in Constantinople, a veil which covered an image of the Blessed Virgin on every Saturday drew itself aside, and after Vespers again, closed of its own accord. The veil of an image of our Blessed Lady visited by St. John of God was once withdrawn, excuse me, was once withdrawn in a similar manner. So much so that the sacristan thought that the saint was a robber and kicked him, but his foot instantly withered. Hence, all Mary's clients often visit her images and the churches dedicated in her honor with great affection. These are precisely, according to St. John Damason, the cities of refuge in which we can find safety from temptations and the chastisements which we have deserved for our sins. The first thing that the Emperor St. Henry used to do on entering a city was to visit a church of our Blessed Lady. Father Thomas Sanchez used never to return home without having visited some church of Mary. Let us not think it too much to visit our Queen every day in some church or chapel, or even in our own house, where for this purpose it would be well to have it in a retired excuse me, it would be well to have in a retired part a little oratory with her image, which should be kept decorated with drapery, flowers, tapers, or lamps. And before it, we should also recite her litany, the rosary, and so forth. For this purpose, I have published a little book, which has already been reprinted eight times, of visits to the Blessed Sacrament, as well as to the Blessed Virgin, for every day in the month. Some devout client of Mary could also have one of her feasts celebrated in a church or chapel, with greater solemnity than it otherwise would be, and have it preceded by a novena with exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, and even with sermons. Here, however, it is well to relate a fact recorded by Father Spinelli in his book of Miracles of the Madonna, number 65. In the year 1611, on the vigil of Pentecost, an immense concourse of people had assembled at the celebrated Sanctuary of Mary at Monteverni. The people had profaned the feast with dances, excesses and immodest conduct, when suddenly it was discovered that fire was bursting forth from the house of amusement in which they were assembled, and in less than an hour and a half it was reduced to ashes, and more than 1,500 persons lost their lives. Five persons who escaped deposed an oath that they had seen our Blessed Lady herself set fire to the place with two torches. After this, I entreat the clients of Mary to keep away as much as possible from such sanctuaries during festivals and also as far as they can, to prevent others from going there. For on such occasions, the devil gains more profit than the Blessed Virgin drives honor by it. 
but those who have this devotion go at a time when there is no concourse of people. So ends the reading for today. I attended a mass at a chapel called Our Lady of the Rosary. And since Friday is the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary in honor of Our Lady, um, there was a sung mass, there was benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. Every mass, of course, is special, but it was a particularly solemn occasion because we were honoring Our Lady. Jesus wants his mother honored. It's not possible to honor her too much. It's not possible to love her too much. It's not possible to make too big a deal about her. This is one of the many problems with the heresy of Protestantism, saying that somehow there is a division between the Blessed Mother and Jesus. That's not possible. The more we love the Blessed Mother, the more we're going to love Jesus. Jesus wants her honored. The fourth commandment is honor thy father and thy mother. No one keeps the commandments better than the second person of the most holy trinity, obviously. So pray that rosary every single day. I challenge you during this month of October, the month that the church honors in a particular way the Blessed Mother under the title of Our Lady of the Rosary. If you've been away from the rosary, now is the time to come back. 15 decades every day. Let's do it. Fathers, grandfathers, it's your duty. Lead your wives, lead your children, lead your grandchildren in the rosaries every single day. Maybe as a family, 15 is too much, but you can certainly do five after dinner. On your own, though, you should definitely be saying 15. But that family rosary, let's get those five decades done after dinner. It was common practice in Catholic families up until the 1960s or 1970s when, unfortunately, the heresy of modernism really and truly began to rear its ugly head. That the rosary fell into disuse. Father Feeney at Mass today was saying he heard stories from older priests who said um, they were discouraged from praying the rosary in, in seminaries. He's heard stories about women at Mass having rosaries snatched from them by priests, saying you're not supposed to pray the rosary during Mass. All sorts of crazy stuff began to happen in the church in the 1960s and 70s. And it never really stopped. And in some places, got worse. So I encourage you, attend the traditional Latin Mass or Divine Liturgy. I highly recommend, if possible, attending a Society of St. Pius X Chapel. The priests are very solid, very faithful. Archbishop Lefebvre wanted to form holy priests. He wanted to hold fast to tradition. That's why he was willing to risk everything. And he said, how can I go against the mass that I started saying and, and when I first became a priest and said my whole life, how can that suddenly be wrong now? 
the new mass is valid, but it is illicit. That is to say, it's not pleasing to the Lord. If you've been attending mass at a Novus Ordo church, I challenge you, attend the traditional Latin mass. Try to get yourself to a Society of St. Pius X chapel. You won't be able to tell me that there isn't a difference between the traditional Latin mass and the Novus Ordo. It seems like a different religion. Unfortunately, I know many, many people that I went to religious education classes with who grew up or raised at least nominally Catholic, baptized, confirmed in the faith, married in the church. They've stopped going to Mass. They've stopped going to Mass because the sense of the sacred wasn't there. It seemed like, well, this is just kind of a, a quaint tradition my parents and grandparents went to, but no, they didn't. They went to the traditional Latin mass. They didn't go to this Novus Ordo that was just kind of made up out of nowhere by Monsignor Bugnini and others in in the 1960s. We need to return to the faith of our fathers. We need to return to tradition. That's the only way that the church is going to grow. That's the only way that the world is going to survive and thrive. We need to get back to tradition. Traditional Latin mass, family rosary, traditional catechisms like the Roman catechism and the Baltimore catechism. That's how the faith is going to grow. That's how the faith is going to thrive. You hear a lot about the new evangelization, so-called. Well, my friends, unfortunately, the new evangelization hasn't really happened anywhere. But the place where seminaries are thriving the place where congregations are booming are where? Places that offer the traditional Latin mass. And still, many bishops, horribly misguided, are trying to suppress it and force modernism down the throats of the faithful. Well, they're just not showing up and they're not getting their kids baptized because they see this banal, boring liturgy and they want no part of it. You go to the traditional Latin mass though, and you're going to see young families, men and women in their 20s and 30s, who have four, five, six, seven kids. No one thinks that's abnormal. No one thinks that's strange. Children are always a blessing. They're never a burden. As Dr. Marshall says, if your parish isn't crying, it's dying. We love babies. Jesus loves babies. Love seeing them at mass. So let's hold fast to tradition. And in this month of October, let's honor Our Lady. Let's pray the rosary. Let's love her. Let's honor her. Let's ask Jesus for the grace to love and honor the Blessed Mother as much as we possibly can. I will conclude by once again mentioning Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach. HALO, located at halo-soma.org. Once again, that's halo hyphen soma.org, helping autism through learning and outreach. And I would direct your attention once again, if you haven't listened to it, please do. I want it to be my most listened to episode, episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, where my sister Toby and my niece Brielle talk about uh, those who've been afflicted with non-speaking autism and the tremendous benefits and blessings associated with something called RPM, 
rapid prompting method or typing to talk. That is help for those who are non-speakers being able to communicate. My niece Brielle, we've found out that she's a musical prodigy and has many, many other talents, but we would not have known this if not for RPM. And it has been a tremendous blessing to our family. So if you know non-speakers, if you have non-speakers in your family, friends, please share this website with them and let us continue to pray for help and for healing for those who've been afflicted with non-speaking autism. Prayer for healing. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ your Son, our Lord. Amen. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I adore thee profoundly, and I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference with which he himself is offended. And by the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and of the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners." May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And now the three Hail Marys in honor of Our Lady's Immaculate Purity. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pro nobis, Sancti Osef ter daimonem, ora pro nobis, Sancta Raphael Archangeli, ora pro nobis, Inuana Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 317 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Our Twitter handle is at Fatima Podcast. All the programs are archived there. And above all else, pray for the eternal salvation of our bishops. Goodbye, and God love you.